0: So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred uh, Space. Uh, my name is John Keely, uh, still joined by Shane Ambrose on the other end of the Skype line. And as I mentioned in part two, a delight for us uh, to welcome onto the programme this morning Katie Ascoff. And Katie has, along with her fiancé, uh, set up a Catholic resource online recently entitled Call to More. Well, Katie, how are you? Welcome to Common See Inspirations or welcome to Sacred Space, should I say. How are you?
1: Thank you, very well.
0: Thanks, John. Thanks a lot for coming on. Katie, before you tell us a bit more about Call to More, maybe you share a little bit about your own faith journey with us, you know, any special moments.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I grew up a Credo-Catholic, And um, I actually learned recently about some of our family history. So my dad's side going back, there would have been at least two people in England who lost their possessions for being Catholic. And we have a martyr in the family, Father Tom Cusack, who was a Columban missionary and he was actually executed by the communist forces during the korean war so we have a wonderful history in my family of being catholic but i think for anyone who's been raised catholic there always comes a time in your life when you have to decide to make your faith your own you're not just going in and ask those parents bribe you or tell you to or anything like that and for me that happened around 14 years of age i remember going to my first youth 2000 festival it was a a summer retreat that they were holding in Clamac Noyce. And I got my best friend to go with me by telling her it was like a Catholic music festival, which wasn't quite exactly that, but it was pretty oh, well. close. So mm. that was the first time that I saw a lot of other people my own age who really had their faith and understood what it meant to be Catholic. And I remember just seeing these priests give these incredible talks. Like I didn't know priests could be so funny and relatable. Yeah, I just hadn't you... had that experience yet. So that for me was. Kind of a human experience of coming into my faith. It, it obviously took a lot longer to get deeper on a spiritual level. But throughout my teen years and my early 20s, I've just grown in my relationship with God. Um, One point when my my faith became really important to me was when I was elected president of UCD Students' Union and subsequently impeached from that position. That was a very difficult time. And I remember just turning to God um, and really just praying every day. And then last year I was a missionary with FOCUS, so Fellowship of Catholic University Students out in Oklahoma. They actually have a team at UCD in Ireland as well doing amazing work. And that year for me last year was just so crucial in like learning more about my faith, we did holy hours every day. We were teaching students of faith on campus, so it's been a journey. It's been a journey, but a great one.
0: And I suppose the great adventure of that is that you weren't on the journey by yourself. No, you were accompanied with Not an real. awful lot more more people, which is great because an awful lot of people trying to live their faith sometimes can be struggling because they're maybe trying to find somebody who would have the same sort of likeness and the same yeah, move towards certain things and. But thanks but God for you. You moved on. And of course, so your experience of living out your faith in today's culture, especially at college and that sort of stuff, how, how did that work out?
1: Yeah, I mean, if I were to sum it up in a nutshell, I would say it was hard, but worth it. And I also found that community is so, so important, having a good Catholic community, even just a few friends, just people to keep you on track and to... I guess, just make make the walk a little easier. And I noticed that it really did depend for me and my friends who we hung out with as to how strong, I guess, our faith would be at that time. So I think there was definitely a time in college where I didn't hang out with my Catholic friends as much and it was easy to get sucked into the world. But when yeah. I had, you know, groups of friends who both had faith and then groups of friends who didn't have faith, that was when i was much more balanced and and something else that i've noticed just kind of being a young catholic in ireland today is that our faith is actually more important than it's ever been in, in a certain sense i mean because there are yeah okay there are less people who are catholic than there were you know a couple of years ago in ireland but it actually it's a responsibility that we have that the people who are catholic now that we do have faith we have a responsibility to share it and that's exciting that is like that is a Um, something we have to live up to, I guess, but it's a mission and it it gives us a sense of purpose that we can't ignore. So I just feel that very, very strongly.
0: And for that, you need, you know, you need support, you know, you need grace, you need support and know that you need prayer as well, because again, trying to go out there by yourself and trying to do that without that being a support, it wouldn't be so easy. So you come around to uh, this idea about launching some sort of a resource, which you did. So in more recent times, you've Mm -hmm. you've had this idea about launching this call to more. Tell us a bit more about that, please.
1: Yeah, so myself and my fiancé, we launched this actually on... On Ash Wednesday of this year, so February 26th. But it's something we've been kind of working on for the past year and a half. And my fiancé and I, we met during uh, the like the lead up to the referendum on abortion. So we actually were put on the same campaign, uh, pro-life campaign, together. So we have very complementary skill sets. He's a marketing consultant. I'm a journalist. And we just saw this need in Ireland, especially for an online formation platform. So we have really realised there was a need for something that's free because there is some incredible Incredible stuff already out there but a lot of it tends to be behind a paywall so you have to pay a certain amount to view it and we don't think young people especially young people in Ireland will will be likely to do that so we want to make something we wanted to make something free we wanted to make something that was Irish based so we thought it was really important to have Irish accents Irish cultural references even just giving Irish like catholic speakers or priests or nuns a platform that they can really speak from uh, so that we get as much wisdom from them as possible and then also being irish-based we're able to target people with social media advertisement who are in ireland so we think that's really important and we also realized we needed something that's high in quality because the catholic faith i mean it's just so beautiful there's so much depth to it and beauty to it and it really needs to be represented, I think, I think better online. So we really wanted to just do our part for that. So we basically had that idea and we pitched it to a small group of donors and volunteer writers and and speakers. And it just took off from there. Like we've recorded so far with Dr. Scott Hahn, Father Mike Schmitz, Father Columba Jordan from Up in Derry, Father Gavin Jennings from here in Dublin, and loads more. And we've reached over 200,000 people across our social media and website. Um, so it's been incredible. And our aim is to catechise young Catholics in Ireland, so Catholics in and around their 20s and 30s, although the content's online, so it's available available for absolutely everyone. So we're not necessarily trying to evangelise over the internet. But we're trying to form those who are already Catholic so that they can know their faith and go deeper into relationship with God and also be equipped and confident to share their faith with others.
0: And, uh, and these people who might be coming to visit your your resource, would you think that they might know something about their faith or, or people who didn't know, who were a bit weak on their faith, just coming to glance, do you mm-hmm. think they get something from it?
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's online content, that's the beauty of it. It's accessible for everyone. So people without faith, people with a very strong faith and anywhere in between can access it and hopefully get a lot from it. But when it comes to marketing, it's very important to have a specific audience in mind. And for us, that would be... Cat, people who are already catholic so who have some catholic faith but probably have a bit of room to grow and learning more about it and in going deeper into their relationship with god so that's kind of the person we have in mind when we're creating the content
0: and on your website there you mentioned there um that our mission is that, that your mission is to help people to know their faith as a way of life and relationship with god but through the catholic church god is calling each of us to do and you mentioned Four or five different um, topics there. Can you go through those? Mm-hmm. I mean, to empowering knowledge, for instance.
1: What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's kind of playing on our name, called to more. So we say God is calling us to empowering knowledge. And the point we make here is that knowledge is power. And we we can say that about any kind of topic. But when it comes to the faith, knowledge of our faith really is the most important kind of knowledge we could have we're not just talking about knowledge of a sport or of another human person knowledge mm-hmm. of our faith is something that can actually lead us to our life's purpose, which is to get to heaven and to bring as many people with us as possible. so some reasons that it's really important to know our faith is to strengthen our relationship with God because you can't know you can't really have a good relationship with someone if you don't know them. I kind of like to compare this to, say, a married couple. They're not going to have a very close relationship if they don't know the first thing about the other person. So Mm -hmm. if they didn't know what the other person liked to to eat or to do or where they came from or who their family was, that relationship isn't going to be very strong. And it's the same with God. If we don't know Him, it's going to be very hard to have a relationship with Him. So that's just one reason to know our faith. Also to strengthen our own faith in God, to make sure that we're deeply rooted in it. And then Thirdly, we can't share something we ourselves don't have. I think we're kidding ourselves if we think mm. we can just go out and evangelize with absolutely no knowledge. I think it's really important to invest in ourselves so that we can be effective in evangelizing. And then the second thing we say we are called to is to a living relationship. So we make the point that God made us and loves us. Most most of us know that but also he wants to have a relationship with us. And like any relationship, it has to be nurtured. Um, And also, you know, knowledge of someone should lead to us wanting uh, to be closer to them. And God is this perfect being, right? So it's not just like any other imperfect human whereby we get to know them better. Mm, (laughs) We might not necessarily like them anymore. But with God, he's perfect. So the more we get to know him, the more we'll actually like him and want to be closer to him. So there's that. And then also with Caltimore, we're hoping to help people learn the why behind prayer, like why should we pray every single day? And also how. So we're equipping people with knowledge on prayer, knowledge on the sacraments and like serving others, all these different things that are great ways to grow in our relationship with God. And then our third thing, these are our our three main kind of pillars Mm -hmm. with Mm Caltimore is God is calling us to an outward mission. So we say that the joy of relationship with God isn't something to keep to ourselves. And also, we first have to know our faith and have a relationship, then we can share that with others. But we think it's really important to have the mentality, not kind of the Irish mentality we sometimes have of you know keeping to yourself or hmm. not, not being too out there. I think when it comes to our faith, Jesus actually told us to go out and make disciples of all, nations. He get, of all nations. He gave us the Great Commission for a purpose, not to ignore it, but to do it. And I think if we do that more, if we share our faith more, first of all, be equipped to know it and to have a relationship with God and then go and share it. And I think that will start to stop the trend that I've noticed, at least, of people leaving their faith for the really, really tragic reason that is they don't understand it. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people, especially in Ireland, leave the faith, not because of what it is, but because of what they misunderstand it to be. So if we're ready to have conversations with those people, those those moments where people ask us a question or there's a moment for a conversation, those can be transformed from what can sometimes be lost opportunities to real moments of encounter. So that's what we're hoping to, to promote.
2: Katie, if I can just ask a question there. Yeah. Um... Just, just in relation to those those three pillars um, I suppose the first thing I suppose that that would strike me is you know when you talk about learning and understanding the faith, I, I would agree with you definitely that particularly in Ireland we have a challenge where we have had very poor catechesis particularly in young people through school systems and uh, where many people don't know the fundamentals but is there a risk, perhaps, you know, like this is something that Archbishop Jermot Martin has picked up on, that we're in danger of bec- of creating almost a middle class church, you know, because, you know, some people, depending on the socioeconomic circumstances and the educational opportunities, available, they, they may not be able to engage with things like that, that we learn about the faith. So I'm just wondering, you know, how, mm-hmm. how it, it, like, how do you take that into account in terms of the resources that you're providing?
1: Yeah. A great point, and that's one of the reasons we're so intent on keeping this platform free to access. Because as I mentioned, a lot of other platforms, although they're doing great work and totally totally support them a lot of a lot of kind of content coming from the us especially oftentimes there is a paywall to either all of the content or some of the content and we're keeping ours absolutely free i mean obviously the minimum requirement to access our content is that you would need internet access but that really is the lowest level that um, you can access it on Um, and i mean faith formation we believe should be free so if you're going to form yourself any other way i mean there's books those cost money Um, You know, there's DVDs, all these different things that cost money. But this is all you need is access to the Internet. And it's absolutely free after that.
2: And in terms of the pillar uh, about, you you know, as you said, encouraging that relationship, that personal encounter with Christ, I suppose it's very much echoing. Uh, that great address that Pope Benedict XVI, of course, gave, uh, where he challenged people to have that personal relationship. I suppose, obviously, when we're talking about that in a faith context, as you said, it's in the area of prayer. So I suppose if people were curious to know what... What types of uh, ways of prayer are you know are are, are are kind of are you supporting people with? Because I suppose going back to that great saint, um, uh, John John Henry Newman, the encounter with the divine is very much you know heart speaking to heart. It's two friends talking to each other. So like any two friends, the con- can be very different. So I suppose, um, what what ways, what, what types of prayer are you encouraging people with in terms of taking account of that difference that people have of trying to encounter the divine in their lives?
1: Mm, absolutely. I mean, we're about to launch a massive um, topic on prayer. So we're really looking forward to rolling out that content. We also recently had an interview with Father Mike Schmidt who is one of the best known Catholic speakers in the world today. And we were just delighted to be able to talk to him. And our topic was actually all on how to improve your prayer life. And he spoke so, so beautifully on what is contemplative prayer, on how to overcome dryness in prayer, which I think a lot of people deal with. And he he made the point that dryness is actually necessary to grow in our prayer life. And he talked about three ways to grow in faith during a pandemic. And then he also addressed quality versus quantity with prayer, which is a question I've had to answer so many times, not just for myself, but also for others. Um, and he really emphasized how consistency is key. So we've already done that kind of content and we're encouraging people to pray in obviously in any way that they can. But the main message is to be consistent with it. So like my my personal goal is to have at least 20 minutes of prayer every day. That's what my spiritual director is very clear on. So we just try to communicate with people the importance of prayer and then the practicalities of how to actually fit that into a very busy schedule with which most people have and then also during this time of pandemic we've had an article on uh, I think it was five ways to pray at home during pandemic so just offering people encouragement in their prayer lives and opening up the different possibilities like we've talked about lit- liturgy of the hours we've talked about how mass itself can be a prayer we talk about vocal prayer meditative prayer mental prayer all these different things because there's obviously so many different ways to pray and I think it's quite a personal thing. Some some types of prayer work for some people, and and others don't. Um, but the main message is to encourage people to be consistent.
2: I think I'd agree with that one definitely. It's a case of just you know stop just talking about it, thinking about it, just do it. Almost almost <laughs> to go back with that. Was it the Adidas ad? Was that the one that said it? Just do it. But uh, yeah, Nike, on, <laughs> Nike, that was it. Sorry. Yes, I'd be yeah, sued yeah. for that. I'm quite sure, but yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Correctly, um, good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, actually, the point you made about the outreach, I am curious just to explore that one a little bit more with you, if you don't mind. Um, I would agree with you that there's some great resources online. Uh, On this program in particular, we're big fans of Bishop Robert Barron and the Word on Fire. Uh, We use it sometimes in terms of the programming and stuff. But I suppose one of the things that we often bring up on the program ourselves is that to be Christian is to be in communion and in community. There's an outreach, that whole thing about turning out. So I suppose in terms of the development of the resources that you're going to have, obviously, you know, you're still setting up and you're still getting started and things like that. What kind of practical resources or suggestions in terms of that outreach are you kind of going to be making on on, on the resource page?
1: Yeah yeah exactly and I think um, you're kind of striking the nail on the head there because with the internet I think the limitation is that you're not going to be in person and in person is where the majority of evangelization takes place so we're trying to make it very clear we're not trying to evangelize over the internet I don't think we're going to argue people online into having faith or believing in faith what we are trying to do is to catechise and form existing Catholics to then go out into the world and have conversations with people. And one thing that we hope to do, we are new. Yes, we're only a couple of months old, but we do have plans down the line to host in-person talks and retreats and trips away so that people can meet and people can invite, you know, people who might not have faith, might be very new to their faith into those um, into those events and and circumstances but as for other tips online i mean it's it's a topic we haven't fully delved into yet we've been focusing on prayer we've been focusing on lent and holy week and there is just so much richness in all of that um but i'm looking forward to getting into the topic of evangelizing and all the practical aspects to we'll go with that very soon
2: and uh, in terms of that outreach uh do you see it purely just from the point of view of evangelization or do you also see it from the more social justice point of view
1: I mean, I think evangelization, I mean, first of all, I think we have to be very clear because you can start an organization and try and fix all the problems in the world at once, or you can have a very clear goal in mind. And our very clear goal is to catechize because we really think that there is a gap in that area, particularly in Ireland, and we think, yeah, that's, that's really where we want to focus our efforts. So in catechizing people, we hope the effect will be that they grow in relationship with God and are able to evangelize. Um, as for social justice issues, I mean, it depends on what you're talking about. Pro-life would be one very clear one that we do take a stance on and we do plan to cover. Um, but mostly, first and foremost, we are a catechetical
2: resource. Okay, okay. that's fair enough.
0: Now, Katie, mm-hmm. um, within your website now, I see you have a, f- a few headings here to go watch, listen, read, and topics. Can you just go through some of those with us? Like watch now, yeah, for instance. Yeah,
1: sure. So, watch is, watch is a really exciting section because it's the one that we're really developing at the moment. We've started a series, a video series called Colloquy. We actually started it not in response, but kind of because of the pandemic, we weren't able to record our podcast, which we have to do in person with our other co-hosts. So we started this online video series. So It's a series of web chats between myself and different leading figures in the Catholic world. So we started, as I said, with Father Mike Schmitz, which was incredible to be able to talk to him. And he's got, you know, videos on YouTube that get over a million views. So it was just such so great to talk to such an influential leader in the church today. And he did incredible, an incredible job of talking about prayer, the messages, that came in and the comments were just incredibly moving, actually, some very personal. Uh, we also sp- have spoken with Father Coloma Jordan, who's a CFR based in Derry. He's originally from Dublin. We spoke about how to read the Bible. That was really, really exciting, really good. Uh, we talked to Father Kerry Rakulich, who was my, uh, my chaplain, essentially, where I was a focus missionary last year in Oklahoma, and he spoke beautifully on the fundamental truths about the Eucharist, which was really interesting, especially because he's grown up and now works at the chaplain in the Bible Belt of America. So he has a lot of Protestants that really do quiz him on the Eucharist. So it was great to get his perspective on that. And then last week we had the privilege of recording with Dr. Scott Hahn. So that will be coming out very soon. We talked about his latest book, Hope to Die. Um, and that was really interesting because we talked about topics that don't get a huge amount of attention, but I think a lot of people are very curious about. So we talked about the resurrection of the body and what what our bodies resurrected can do and will be like, will look like, what we'll do in heaven. Uh, we talked about the christian meaning of death how the eucharist leads us to eternal life we even talked about cremation which is something that comes up in his book so that's our watch section it's rapidly developing and very very exciting mm-hmm. our podcast is called know your faith it's on spotify youtube apple podcast google podcast pretty much every platform that you can think of uh-huh. um, and it's called know your faith that's with myself and dominic Perham. we had to stop that because of the pandemic but we have two episodes and we're going to be continuing it shortly and i'm actually still getting messages about those two episodes so thankfully they're still able to bless people's lives um, and then we have a read section which is also very strong we have an incredible incredible team of writers Um, About a dozen people. We have Father Connor McDonough, Father Gavin Jennings. These are some names people might know. Dominic Purim, Jared Hanley, uh, Marina Lynch, Rachel Sherlock, Ben Conroy, and several others. Um, So we've done kind of some main topics. We've done Lent, and I know Lent is over, but there's still some really good stuff in there about asceticism and fasting, things that we can be doing all year long. We talk about Holy Week and Easter a lot, but still messages that are very applicable today. Uh, We have a section called Hope During Pandemic, where we have lots of practical tips on... Things like what to do when you can't go to Mass and how to pray at home. And we've also talked recently about Pentecost and the Acts of the Apostles.
0: I tell you, you've been fairly, very busy and you've only been gone just a few months. <laughs> I've been
1: working very hard. Just, so for, the, l- team. Yeah. just for the last few
0: <laughs> months. God bless you. Well done. Um, yeah. I, I suppose before we go any further, if people wanted to access your website, how, did, how, how would they access it?
1: Yes, so you would go to calledtomore.org. That's our website. And you can find all of our social media from there. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Ctm Catholic. But if you just go to calledtomore.org, you'll find links to everything, our YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, all of that good stuff.
0: Lovely. And I've just got one last question for you. There's a few people who might be listening to our sure. program who would be struggling with their faith these days. Could be young, could be mm-hmm. middle-aged, with all the stuff that's been thrown to them. Maybe in a a few sentences there, what would you like to say to them?
1: Well, if you're struggling with your faith, I, first of all, would sympathise with you. I, having grown up Catholic in Ireland, I know it's not always easy, but what I've realised is that when I put my trust in God, that's when my life starts to get a lot better. I become happier. I become less stressed. I find peace and joy. So I would just invite you to, no matter where you're at in your walk with with your faith, just to revisit it and to really give it a chance and to pray. And if you can, talk to a priest, try to get someone who can spiritually guide you. We call them spiritual directors when you set up a meeting with a priest, usually every two to four weeks, and that can be incredibly helpful because there are ways to pray, ways to connect with God that you might not have thought of yet. But if you talk to a priest, he can really help you through that.
0: And maybe even dip into Call to More.
1: Exactly. We're Another there for everyone. Talk. We're free to access Irish-based calltomore.org.
0: Katie, thanks a lot for joining us. you will stay with us for, for part three, where we'll reflect on the word of God, please. Before, yes, we we'll b- do. Before that, have you got a piece of music you'd like us to play?
1: Well, if you have access to it, my brother has a song. It's called Burnout.
0: We have that. It's Unlike. by Andrew Asco. We have that. We'll play that as we go out in part two. Uh, 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 any particular reason, by the way, he he called that burnout? Just a matter of interest. As
1: I believe it's because it's about a time when he was in college and he just felt himself burning out physically, just all the work and stress, but also, also his faith was taking a bit of a, a hit, just kind of the... The struggle that can be college. So it's a beautiful story about his struggle, but how he overcomes that.
0: OK, listen to this. And thanks a lot, Katie, for for sharing that with us. So we'll, we'll listen to Andrew Oscar for singing Burnout. Join us again in part three, where we'll read and reflect on the word of God. Join us then.
3: You. Mm-hmm. score.